Union Jack, the home of great British comedy. Fiddle your knob and find Union Jack on DAB Radio, online, on the app, and on that Alexa woman. Good evening and welcome to Josh Berry's Fake News, the show made up entirely of lies. And that's the truth. I'm Josh Berry. Our top stories tonight. Ed Miliband downs a pint of Guinness. Mmm, Guinness, my favourite. Frankie Boyle works as a supply teacher in a primary school. Good morning, class, you fuck, 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 fuck. I'm fuck, 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 the fuck, Boyle. Fuck. And our main headline, Scottish tennis player Andy Murray has gone missing. The 31-year-old was last seen coming out of the Gaylord Tandoori Curry House in a hooded tracksuit this morning with an ice cream in his hand. Have you seen him? Let us know with the hashtag Murray gone in a hurry, last seen in hoodie in Surrey post curry holding McFlurry. We'll keep you up to date as soon as details emerge. First, this. The Jackson Family Estate presents a brand new album from Michael Jackson. Innocent. Featuring your favourite songs as you've never heard them before. Because the lyrics have been changed to legally protect Michael's money and land. Billy Jean was not a minor at any point during Michael Jackson's interaction with her and any claim made against the Jackson estate would not hold up in a court of law. Censored. Censored. Caring and kind man whose criminal activity there is no evidence for. A lover of children, but not in a way that would legally incriminate me. Innocent. Out Monday. See in store for details. The Jackson estate is not responsible for any immorality or for ignoring compelling and damning criminal evidence. Josh Berry's fake news. Good evening and welcome to the David Mitchell panel show, where everyone is David Mitchell. Presented by me, David Mitchell. The voice of a sort of sarcastic actuary and the body of a sort of sarcastic actuary. (laughs) On the posh team to my right, and joining team captain David Mitchell, please clap with the requisite level of enthusiasm for... David Mitchell. Hello. And on the repressed team to my left, and joining team captain David Mitchell this week, it's David Mitchell. Hello. And welcome to you, the studio audience, 100 David Mitchells. Hello. 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 Good evening. It's hello. Sorry. Hello. Time for the first round. Hang on. Surely 
that's obvious. Why would we start with anything other than the first round? Without a discernible structure, panel shows would simply fall apart. Well, actually, you're wrong. It's demonstrably and uncontroversially fine to signpost that something is beginning with the first thing in an order. It would be absolutely ridiculous for anything else to happen. Hang on, how can you say it was uncontroversial when we're clearly having an argument about the entire thing right now? Wait a second, how is it even possible to have an entire room of David Mitchells anyway when we know that cloning is completely impossible? Well, hang on, you're actually wrong. Dolly the Sheep was cloned back in the 1990s, everyone knows that, so there's at least some possibility that this could take place. So that kind of certainty is not just unfounded, but completely moronic. Hang on, Sorry, surely this not. would all be absolutely David ridiculous. Mitchell. Hello. David Mitchell. Hello. David Mitchell. The David Mitchell Panel Show. Proof that one David Mitchell is more than enough. Hello. Mr. Johnson, James Montefiore, Big Busts and Hard Thrusts magazine. Is it true that you just stutter and splutter to get out of having to answer difficult questions? Hey, look over there! Ah, get out of my way! Quickly! Josh Berry's Fake News. It's got to be the most reliable show in the world. It's so great, so fantastic. That was the Peaches, and you're listening to the Jeremy Vine Show on BBC Radio 2 with me, Jeremy Vine. Today on the show, we're asking about your love life, and I'm joined by relationships expert Harriet Hyman. Hello. Hello, Harriet. So, are you in love? Do you have someone to hold you tight through to the morning light? Or are you lonely and looking for someone to help distract from an all-consuming and terrifying morbidity that plagues the human condition? Either way, we want to know, so get in touch via text or via the phone lines. Like Teresa from Westminster is on the line right now. Oh, it was good at the start. If by good you mean not unspeakably horrendous. But now, now I don't know what to do. I just want to leave, but I don't know how. Oh, oh very sorry to hear that, Teresa, love. Maybe you could just tell us a few of the details. How long has this relationship been going on for? Coming up to 44 years. I've wanted to leave for three, but I'm just too weak to do it. I even tried sexy dancing, but nothing's worked. Oh, I know it's hard, sweetheart. Leaving can feel like the hardest thing sometimes. Do you have friends around you, Teresa, love? Friends who can help support you through this? I thought I had so many friends, but they've all ganged up on me behind my back. I feel so alone. No one... No one actually likes me. All right. Well, it's okay, love. Sometimes it can be really good to imagine you're not you. I do that all the time. Teresa, maybe try to imagine for us that you're the Prime Minister. Can you imagine that? All too clearly. Sometimes leaving is the best thing to do in whatever circumstance. Just try and take one step at a time, Teresa, love. Baby steps. You're strong, much stronger than you think. You can do this. You're going to be strong and leave, eh? Okay. I can do this. I think I've got this, you guys. Oh, no. My weak skeleton. I can't hold on to the phone any longer. Oh. 
It seems like we've lost her, but do keep your texts and calls coming in. This next song is for you, Teresa. It's The Police with So Lonely on the Jeremy Vine Show on BBC Radio 2. You're listening to Josh Berry's Fake News. A reminder of our main headline. The tennis player and charisma vacuum Andy Murray has gone missing. You've been tweeting us at the official hashtag for the investigation. Murray gone in a hurry, last seen in hoodie and Surrey post curry holding McFlurry. Prince Harry says... I found Andy Murray. He's been shrunk and trapped into this box with moving pictures in my sitting room. And there's a picture attached of Prince Harry stood next to his television. Tim Henman has tweeted to say... Don't worry, guys. Whilst he's gone, I'll be looking after Andy Murray's Wimbledon trophies. <laughs> and a tweet from Racist Ryan saying... It was immigrants what done this. And Rupert Murdoch has liked and retweeted that tweet. Keep your tweets coming in on this as the hunt for Andy Murray continues. We'll keep you up to date. But first, this. This is LBC, The Nigel Farage Show. A completely balanced show. No bias whatsoever. Glad we cleared that up. LBC. Mr. Neville Farage. More or less correct. Thank you, Donald. He does know my name. It's just a joke we have. We really are the best of pals. Hello and welcome. If you are a male, to the Nigel Farage Show. I mean, come on! Now, today on the Nigel Farage Show, we are discussing the topic of freedom of speech. And I'm going to do that thing where I pretend to be balanced, but actually, it's pretty bloody obvious what my own opinion is. I mean, come on! First caller on the line is first-time caller Michael23 from London. Now, Michael, you say you believe in the right of freedom of speech, but think practically we should bear in mind privilege and the positions of power from which people express themselves. That sounds dangerously nuanced. Michael, you're on the Nigel Farage Show. How would you respond to the claim that you're a stupid liberal moron? Well, Nigel, I think... Hang on. I'm a stupid liberal moron? Well, you've admitted it now. No point talking to you. See you later. Next caller on the line. Hello, Nigel. No, no, no. It's a woman. Not today, love. Final caller of this segment. Hello, you're on the Nigel Farage Show. No, my luck, it'll be another bloody woman or a bloody liberal. Tell me what you're wearing. Donald, is that you? How are you, old pal? I know you get back to my text. I just knew you would. I mean, come on. Shh. Stormy, Miss Daniels, you naughty, naughty girl. We haven't got much time. The 45th president of the United States commands that you tell him what you're wearing. What I'm wearing? Well, I always wear the same pair of long johns stained with old man sweat with a couple of packs of ciggies and the gusset for safekeeping. I mean, come on. Sounds naughty. I want you to take them off for me, Stormy. Hang on, Donald, it's me, Nigel, remember me? We hung out once, remember? It was bloody brilliant. We bonded over our hatred of immigrants in the week. I mean, come on! You mean I'm not speaking to Stormy Daniels? This conversation didn't happen or I'm suing you. All right, Donald. Text you later, okay? Bye, 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 bye. Ah, Donald, what a character. Good old Donny. Well, we'll have more bigotry for you after this. I mean, come on! Oh, bloody hell, it's me, Josh Whittacombe. A sort of confused blonde cocker spaniel. This isn't even a sketch. It's just me ordering an ice cream. 
Looks like 99, please. Here you go. Oh, bloody hell. Thank you very much. Oh, bloody hell. Josh Berry's Fake News. The most reliably unreliable news source. I had a suspicion that the entire show was completely made up. Faking news now. A pigeon has been placed in intensive care at St Mary's Passage Hospital after it was assaulted by tennis coach and anger enthusiast Judy Murray. Gareth Gates, no not that one, has more. Caution is advised as this report contains themes which some listeners may find upsetting. He simply wanted an autograph from his tennis hero. Instead, all Jeremy the Pigeon, 34, received was violence. Murray, who is thought to have spent the afternoon abusing Sherbet Lemon and LucasAid Sport in a cafe nearby, repeatedly attacked Jeremy with a tennis racket from a handbag in what can only be described as a backhand smash. The 49-year-old issued the following statement from Pentonville Prison earlier today. And you know what? I'll kick him again! Let me see him! I'll kill him! I'll kill him! Murray's lawyers have claimed that Murray was incapacitated because of the amount of sugar in her system at the time of the assault, but this will surely harm her defence. I caught up with Jeremy in intensive care earlier today. For this report, a translator has been used. How are you feeling now, Jeremy? I feel incredibly hurt. I can't believe I thought she was a nice person, that I fell for that. It makes me feel like a clay pigeon. Do you think you can find it in your heart to forgive her? I don't really know what I'll do from here. The doctors have told me I very nearly died. I can't believe someone would do this and not even think about how it affects someone else's life. I've got a family to support. A mortgage to pay. She doesn't think about that. I doubt she even cares. Do you have anything to say to Judy? Bitch. The criminal trial is said to take place in a fortnight and a day. Fifteen days, but no love. Gareth Gates, Fake News. Hello everybody, it's me, Russell Brand, innit? Welcome to my podcast, it's called Russell Brand Pretends to be all about spirituality and unity Even though underneath it all, he's actually still a naughty shagger with narcissism Whoa! Today, my podcast is all about monogamy And fundamentally, what is monogamy? Isn't it just about not putting your winkle in lots of people at once? Now, fundamentally, back when I was naughty and looked like Amy Winehouse and told people democracy didn't matter, I'd done lots of things which weren't monogamy and it felt bloody brilliant. I mean, it felt really sad and it didn't fulfil me in a way what enables lasting happiness. Here to talk about the topic of monogamy, we've got a woman what is also a professor of sociology and anthropology in synonyms because women are not just sexual objects, mate. They are. No, they're not, Russell. Don't be naughty, innit? It's Dr. Christine Hart from SOAS University. Hello. 
What does SOA stand for then, love? Is it sex, ovaries and sex? Go on, tell us, love. Um, not quite. And please, call me Christine. Sorry, Christine, love. I forgot your name because I spent the last minute looking at the gap betwixt your bosom. How am I supposed to focus on pretending I know what I'm talking about when you're wearing a knee-length skirt ten metres away from me? No, Russell. Bad, Russell. This kind of shagging lifestyle don't bring you happiness. Sorry, Professor. What I mean to say was, why is monogamy important for us in society? Like, I've got a wife at home, but why shouldn't I be allowed to just shag you on this table right now? Woo! Well, Russell, if you look through history, monogamy is actually quite a recent addition. Confabulatory, my darling. Well, why don't we just pretend to be back in Victorian times, like where I like to pretend to be from, so we can have it off right now. No, Russell. Yes, Russell. Go on, love. Go on, love. Make that knee-length skirt of yours a miniskirt. Have at thee on this table. Got any heroin? Woo! Russell! What is it, you saucy minx? Russell, this is incredibly disrespectful, and that's precisely what I was just about to say. Monogamy is about respect. And respect is one of those higher social graces at the heart of human society, and without it, we'd just be animals. Oh, that's actually a very good point. Sorry, love. I'm very sorry. I don't want to treat women badly. Me mum's a woman. I'll be a very naughty, like some sort of awful ruffian or naughty schoolgirl. Oh no! Schoolgirl! Sex! Sexuality! Come here, love, give us a kiss! Let's do it on the table! Woo! Yes! Hello and welcome back to the Nigel Farage Show! Sit back, crack open a pint of London Pride with one hand and swear at the nearest immigrant with the other! Today, we're talking about freedom of speech. No, 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 let me speak. We've had a text in to say, Britain for the British. That's from Jacob RM in Westminster. Couldn't agree more, Jacob. What a brave man voicing an opinion that everyone's thinking, but few would have the guts to say. I mean, come on. We've got a final caller on the line. It's Geoff from Edinburgh. Nigel, do you not think that there is a crippling irony in that you're hosting a debate about freedom of speech and you're only giving a voice to opinions that you agree with. I don't know. Sorry, Geoff. Didn't get a word of that. Come back to me when you've learned to speak English and can spell. Well, that's the end of another balanced debate. And would you look at that? The Liberals have gone and got it wrong again. I mean, come on! I'm still on the line, Nigel, and, and that's just wrong. This whole show is a dangerous platform for bigotry. I, I can't believe Quick, that you're even allowed to someone get him off the line! End the show now! Do it now! Oh, come on! Hello, it's me, Jacob Rees-Mogg, a caricature of a caricature of a posh person. Recently on Question Time, I argued in favour of concentration camps. No, really, I did. No, really, he did. This is actually true. Look it up if you don't believe us. I was then branded a dangerous neo-fascist by ghastly liberal lefty organisations like the BBC and the Telegraph. To prove these foolish liberals wrong, I've popped into the Conservative Party's time machine and travelled back to a Boer War concentration camp. Malk's top three reasons why concentration camps were good. Number one, everyone had a job. Unlike modern Britain, in a concentration camp, unemployment was at a record zero percent. 
everyone was forced to make the free choice to work literally every hour of every day until they died of exhaustion. Please let me stop. I haven't slept in days. Please. Please. No! No slacking! Number two. Concentration camps were homely. No pathetic hipster beard, craft beer millennial whining about having to camp out in your parents' basement until you were 40. In a concentration camp, everyone had their own place to sleep and some delicious concentration camp grub to boot. Come, get your sawdust and mud surprise. Roll up, roll up, get your sawdust and mud surprise. What's the surprise? Rats. Number three. No one was ever bored. What with all kinds of exotic diseases like typhoid, dysentery and diarrhoea floating around, there was always something fun and interesting to... Excuse me. So there you have it. A good argument for why concentration camps were a good thing. Just like I said on Question Time, people shouldn't make silly idealistic judgments about history from positions of comfort and privilege. Right, back to Mog Manor for a long bath, I think. Just to open up the time machine. Oh no, the key's jammed. Hey, where do you think you're going? No, please, I'm the aristocracy. This isn't meant for me. No! Oh, oh! Nanny, help! Oh! Oh! Oh, I say! Faking news. Andy Murray has been found. I repeat, Andy Murray has been found in the Prime Minister Theresa May's basement. The Prime Minister tearfully explained the move in a press conference just moments ago. I just wanted someone to teach me to be charismatic and to connect with people. Please, someone help me. In response to being released, the Scot said, Yeah, it was probably the most uh, traumatic experience of my life, being kidnapped like that. You know, I really don't think I'll ever get over this emotional trauma. <sighs> what are all these pigeons doing in my present cell? No! Don't hurt me, please! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! Thank you for listening to Josh Berry's Fake News. Josh Berry's Fake News was written and produced by Josh Berry and Giles Gear, and was voiced by Josh Berry. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast available in your usual podcast place and leave an incredibly positive review. Josh Berry's Fake News will return in your ear holes next Friday at 7. Now it's time for the real world where you are. Goodbye. <laughs>